Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the wind down. Really special wind down. We have a special guest. I'll introduce him in a second. Um, I'm here with Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good. And and you're there James. with hello, James. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Now, doing very well. Now, the most important question of the wind down: Where are we? What are we drinking? So we, we are remote from you uh, this week, Nick, because uh, we're actually at an IT conference. Um, in the uh, Sunshine Coast, Maroochydore. Uh we're at the uh, the Novotel Twin Twin Pines, Twin Peaks, Twin Towers. No, that's not right. Anyway, it's the Novotel Resort on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> it's it's a nice place over, and, and I tell you what, it is very warm here today and humid. Oh, um, very to very what we nice. So uh, so, however, ge- gentlemen, what are you drinking? It's, do- yes. it's a, looks so, like it's the wrong color because mine's right, this color. That's right. Well, this this is actually a Jim Barry uh, Riesling, uh, something cold, just because it is quite uh, uh, quite warm, uh, quite warm here. Um, and uh, they took out the the twenty twenty holiday wine of the year, so I thought let's try this out. So this is the Watervale Riesling. It's the the twenty twenty one release. Um, it's actually quite a nice drop. Um, and yeah, normally you sort of think, oh, it's a hotel wine. It's going to be very average. And you know what? This is actually pretty good. Um, yeah, well, you have you, you have treated me to some horrible pub wines in the course of sixty uh, of these wind downs. I'm back on the yeah. um, uh, as you can get a view of that the Curano, oh, the, Riddick. the Riddick again. Um, I've got my little bottles of that, which is absolutely lovely. Um, but today is the great backup debate, so I'm not going to spend some time talking. I'm going to let you guys talk. So, Scott, I'll let you introduce James, or James can introduce himself, um, and then we'll yeah. dive into the topics today, and then I'll I'll dive in and heckle if you need me to. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you'll heckle anyway. That's excellent. So, look, yes, this is the um, – we, we, we thought we'd talk about the great backup debate, just being that the 31st of March is World Backup Day. Um, and strangely enough, because we actually um, we happen to have a lot of people from the IT industry here at um, um, uh, ARN Edge, which is a, a, like an industry event of where we all get updates on technology and what's happening and new things in the industry and that. Um, and we ran into James. And look, James, uh, we can sort of tell you the story, but James used to actually work for a backup provider. And we thought this this would be interesting. Let's get him on and we can talk about a few experiences. So um, you want to say hello about yourself? Yeah, certainly. Thanks, uh, thanks, Scott and, and Nick. Great to see you again. Um, so yeah, quick introduction. James, uh, James Bergel, and I had the opportunity to work for a backup and disaster recovery company uh, called Datto, um, and I uh, launched their business here in Australia uh, about six or seven years ago now. And uh, you know, very much the theme of that solution was its its business continuity versus backup. Um, which really just talks the time it takes to get your business data running again um, in the event of some sort of disaster. So I um, had a great, great time with, with Dado for a number of years and, uh, and my wife had our first little baby, a little baby girl. And I thought, you know what, um, the business is in a great spot. I'm going to take some time off. So I'm officially on daddy daycare duty and, um, and having a very, very good time uh, with the little one and also privileged to be next to the pool with Scott right here. <laughs> That's great. There you That's go. Awesome. I, I don't think we've had a chance to say congratulations. So congratulations, James. I don't think Thank I've you. said that yes. yet. <laughs> Thank you. 
Cool. So, um, look, I'm, I, as I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and not interject, and here I am interjecting. Um, but why are we doing a backup debate, Scott? Well, look, so World Backup Day is is here, and I know we've had all these things. Like in the past, everyone used to back up. You know, you'd right from the old days of, look, I'm going to stick a little floppy diskette in the drive. I'm going to use a tape. I'm going to back up to an external hard drive. But I, I noticed that in in these days, people have got a lot less concerned sometimes about backups because they, they sort of oh it's in the cloud and it's all taken care of for me and i don't have to worry about any of this stuff anymore and it's it's sort of become a secondary issue and i'm i'm not really sure that's the right way to think about it so we thought we'd just cover it given that it is um, global backup day uh, in a few days so um look what why why do we need to back up today why is this important why are people still doing this why what's what's really driving it i think you're right there's been a um uh, a, th- a thought, particularly as clients have moved all of their data to the cloud, well, it's in the cloud, it's in Microsoft, it's in Google, it's all backed up, and I don't have to worry. And perhaps I can get rid of that requirement to put a backup tape in there or back it up to the cloud. The, the reality is is that um, a lot of these these companies that have, have put their data into the cloud, um, or, or a lot of the companies that are hosting that data, they provide a level a level of protection. But what they typically talk about is I'm protecting the cloud, the infrastructure, the physical hardware, access to that particular data center, but they're not necessarily protecting what is inside the the the, um, the cloud itself. And um, you know, the reality is it's unlikely that a, a, yeah, a data center is gonna get blown up. Um, but, but what is likely is that one of your staff members is gonna come in and either deliberately or accidentally click on something and press delete or control all delete. And then all of a sudden you, you go in the next morning and you go into your, your OneDrive account or your Google Drive and you see all of my files are gone. Yeah. Um, and, and that is what we we certainly um, in, the, in the latter days saw as one of the main uh, the main challenges is it's it's not um, it's not that the data's you know not secure from a physical stance if it's in Microsoft's cloud, but you know you're not going to get on the call on the phone to Microsoft and say can you restore this particular piece of data like it's not going to happen. So um, I think there's there's a little bit of education that's being um, that's being done at the moment, and and companies um, like Scott and Nick are are, are, are you know, telling that story and, and helping um, people to understand what the challenges are. But um, it, it is a multifaceted approach. You know, protect the outside. You know, you put the um, you know the, the the security cameras and and the locks on the doors so that people maybe can't get in. But if they do get in there, what are you going to do if they do take something? So it's an extra level of redundancy, security, etc. I guess there's there a key point in there that all, although Microsoft makes your data resilient in Office 365 or Microsoft 365, and and Google does the same thing. They don't guarantee anything around the um, around your data being backed up. In fact, they, they don't back it up. Now, yes, we know we know about versions of data. Um, but the reality is, if, if you delete some of your data, they will quite accurately represent that deletion in the cloud. They will make sure that that data is deleted in the cloud as well. Um, and look, when, yes, when we're talking about, um, sorry, go on, Nick. Sorry, I was going to say, so I read the terms of service this morning. Um, oh, as you no, do, as you, because, as you do, just when you're you know, sitting around. <laughs> um, and, and one of the things I read is they deliberately exclude um, your data from something they'll recompense you for if something goes wrong. So you, yeah, you're still responsible for your data. Yeah, you must be responsible for your own data, yeah. Um, just as it is your data. It's not their data. They don't have to protect it. They're under no 
like regulatory you know, control for their business to protect the data. Um, it's actually your data to protect. And, and I guess we've, we've sort of seen that a, that a bit where people get a bit confused about, oh, it's with Microsoft. It's all good. They, they sort it out. We said, well, no, they don't. Um, and this, this is where the issue becomes a bit, a bit blurry, um, especially if we're talking about something like databases where, oh, I deleted four records. Okay, well, in the cloud, those four records are now gone. Can I restore that? I don't know. Does your database allow you to restore previous versions of records? Probably not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but whatever is in the cloud is an accurate representation of the current state of the information that you have put there and or modified. Um, so that, that in itself is quite interesting. But I guess to, today, um, we, we know that in, in the past, data used to be just locally at a, at a business. But where do we find data today in a business? Well, data can lie in a number of different locations it can lie remain on your laptop you know even if you're using cloud applications and uh, you know microsoft 365 as an example you're most likely going to be saving documents on your on your personal laptop or personal workstation um, you're going to have data that's um that's on local servers and maybe can't quite go to the cloud and then you're going to have data that's in in a um in a and a server that is, is hosted in the cloud as well. So like that's another option. You may be able to migrate and go into something like Azure, um, so Microsoft's infrastructure solution um, for, for businesses. And then the, the, I guess the final one would be um, what we would describe as, as SaaS applications. So um, the, the sort of solutions like uh, Microsoft 365 or your Gmail or your Hotmail or your Xero account or your Salesforce.com, all of those solutions are, are your data, your personal data is hosted with that particular vendor um, in their data center. So the cloud is effectively someone else's computer um, in a big, a big secure room um, somewhere. We don't necessarily know where it is. So they, they, they do that from uh, a security perspective. Um, we know where some of it is, but um, it, it could be in a variety of different different areas. And, it, and I guess one of the things is we, we know from uh, the Essential 8 from a security point of view, and we've spoken about the Essential 8 previously, that um, backing up of data, um, in particular, being able to restore data, uh, is one of the eight key elements of the, the fundamentals of, um, of security. Um, generally that if you do get a ransomware attack or your data does get corrupted or something like that or someone steals it at least you know you've still got that data there for um for the business so um uh, onedrive onedrive has the ability to do like restore previous versions well that, that sounds like it's got all my backups for me but that's not really the case is it no, it's it's not. Um, it's not the case. It's it's particular versions. Um, so there's a level of version control, but it's it's not it's not a solution that is designed for you to understand at what point in time a particular file has been deleted and to be able to go into that particular um, version, if it calls it that, and and restore that particular file that you may have lost. And a lot of the times, you know, so, well, sometimes we know that it's been deleted straight away. Sometimes we don't know that it's been deleted straight away. It's only when we're doing some sort of audit and there's, a, there's some compliance within the business and you're looking to to pull out some email records from an employee that's maybe left your business about whether he shared you know, company IP or, or secrets. And if that data isn't isn't available, then it's very, very difficult to go back and extract that um, from a versioning um, a versioning perspective, because again, it's another version of uh, a, a photograph of your of your data that does it doesn't actually exist there. So, like a, more like an audit or an archive sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, if, let's say um, my business is using some SaaS applications outside of Office three six five or outside of Google, like I'm using Salesforce or I'm using Netsuite or some other applications there. What do I do with that? Because I've got no control over where that data exists or. What, what's done with it? What do I do there? 
the best, um, I guess the, the first point of call is to understand what is the strategy to, to have some sort of backup or some sort of cyber resilience strategy for that particular vendor and understand what are, what are their terms and conditions state. So if they do state that we're not responsible for the cloud, then uh, you know, speak to speak to Scott and Nick and, and understand what are the layers that can we can provide over and above to provide that extra level of redundancy. There's there's a number of solutions that are are, are designed specifically to protect the data in those applications. And um, see this is is another another um, layer of protection for your for your business, um, for your home. The way I look at it is you've you've got your front door lock on, you've got your window locks, you've got your security camera, you know, what's another layer of protection that you can put in place just to ensure that, you know, should there be some sort of disaster or someone breaks in and, and steals the keys that they're they're not going to be able to um to get very far and, and if they do you're able to get your business operational in a short period of time and uh, that, that's great makes a lot of sense and i guess the, the other thing is when you're uh, i guess when you're keeping copies of your backup data let's let's make sure we've got copies in different places uh, it, it's all very well saying my I've, I've got a backup in the cloud or my data is in a data center somewhere but we look we know we, we've seen recently there was a, um, a a fire in one of the the french data centers um something went boom whatever it was and oh, that it burned down mm. and whatever was in there was lost and you can sort of complain as much as you like saying well hang on you're in a data center that's supposed to be secure this is not supposed to happen but i i get it but it did yeah. make sure you've got a second copy or an off-site copy of all of your data uh, and, and make sure you can also do something with it. Because um, if it's in a different format and you can't easily do something with it, then it may take you quite a while to get that back. Um, so um, I guess what, one other thing, we, um, we're, um, look, cloud backup is a, um, a, a common thing these days, using a cloud backup provider. Um, but I think we, we noticed an issue recently with uh, with one of the providers, and this is, um, you may want to just let people know about that not, not so much who the provider is anything but just the the concept of hey look here's something else that happened that you just wouldn't think actually did happen mm. yeah absolutely and and it's um the recent example is that this, an organization had a lot of their clients data in their secure data center and there was something happened and that something resulted in all of their data being inaccessible. So all of those clients don't no longer have access to that, to that stored data, which is, which is, uh, you know, major, um, you know, there's, there's, a any sort of audit or any sort of lost data or any sort of natural disaster locally, then that business isn't going to be able to restore. So like on your previous point, um, absolutely. And I think it's, it's good to have a, you know, a, three copies of your data as, as a minimum, you've got your core data on your, your primary machine. You probably want to have a local copy of that as well so that you can quickly access that data if, if your primary machine goes down <clears throat> and then you want to have that just in case you know the building burns down this flooding which which we've all seen recently in australia you're able to to get that data operational in in a cloud of the backup provider as well ah so there's, there's the trick so we need to be able to restore the data as well absolutely restore uh, and this is something that, that I learned, you know, a number of years ago. I thought I thought that backup was backup was backup, and um, backup is one side of the uh, of the story. And an analogy that I used in the early days, um, when I was just trying to comprehend and understand how how backup and DR works, is I would say, you know, think of it a little bit like um, like I like my car analogies. So you've got your car. Let's say that you get a flat tire. You know, some of the older cars, you you have to go into the boot, you have to get your spare tire out, and you have to get your hands dirty. You have to you know hike the the car up and replace the tire um and then you've got the um 
you've you got the call out services that you can get. So if you get, you can actually phone someone else and they come and do that for you and see that as they're getting you out of a disaster. That's a disaster recovery. And then the next one, which you see in some of the German vehicles is uh, run flat tires. So that ability, when you get a flat tire, maybe you have to slow down a little bit, but you can still continue on with your, your business and continue to getting to your destination, perhaps at, you know, 80 kilometers per hour as opposed to 110 on the motorway, but you can continue. And, and I, I think that we need to think about backup and disaster recovery uh, and, and business continuity a little bit like that. If, if your business is a car and you, you have some sort of disaster, do you want to be standing um, on the side of the road fixing it yourself? Um, and that's going to take some time and you need some experience and who knows if the, if the, if the spare tire is even um, is even checked or would you rather have the ability to go, okay, I'll, um, I'll reduce my speed, but I'll go and get this change at my convenience. And, and that's the restore piece. So if your business, think about it as in, I've lost my data, my server's crashed, it's died, I've lost some critical data, how quickly can I continue my business? Um, and, and, and that's and that's the difference of, of what restore means to you. So how quickly do I want to be up and running again? And we would call that your recovery time objective. So how long are you prepared to wait? It um, it, it does remind me of um, a, a client that we took on oh, a, little, a little while ago now. But the the um, issue for them was that they had had a critical event uh, on a on a server in their location, uh, and they started to recover data, and they couldn't recover. And the way it had actually been set up is they'd um, they'd put all their primary data on this server, and they'd found a uh, an overseas you know, backup to the cloud operator, five dollars a month, or you can or you can backup doesn't matter. And they go, oh, this is great, five dollars. Okay, this is okay. The um, the issue was yes, it, it did actually back up. Um, unfortunately, when it came to restore, it was uh, extremely slow. Uh, and I can actually tell you it's just taken us over a year to get all of that data back. Um, we managed to get some critical stuff back sort of fairly quickly, which was good. But when you get down to all the old bits, which that provider had uh, clearly archived out somewhere, um, it's it's now been a year and a year and another three months, give or take, to get a full set of that client's data. So if you think about it, that's not really a valid restore time frame for your business. Uh, oh dear, I've just had an issue. I've got to restore my backups. I'll come back in a year and three months. Um, that's not viable. You may as well not have backups. Um, so part of this is, of course, make sure you test your restores and you can actually verify that, I guess, they are working within a valid amount of time for the business. Absolutely. And just um, just to play on my little analogies again, um, the way I think about it is... is a little bit like insurance in a way. So you've got a, a cheaper insurance, but that's most likely going to give you a higher excess. So as and when you do have a fire or a flood and you realize that your excess is $25,000 before you can claim, that's an expensive cost of disaster, whereby if you pay a slight premium up front, so on an ongoing basis, you're paying a small fraction more than as and when you do need a disaster, your excess is 500 bucks as opposed to $25,000. So, um, and it's important to, to, to think like that just because you've got a backup it doesn't mean that you are able to to run that um, just because you've got a file. If you don't have that Microsoft application to open it, if you don't have the computer to turn it on, then you've got a file on a floppy disk with which is which is just a paperweight, really. So it's it's understanding what needs to be in, and what are the layers of technology that need to be in place in order for you to to get operational again quickly. Great, and I guess that's that's the key thing. Work with your IT provider to make sure that you've got a solid way of backing up your data. You know that it's in multiple places if there is an issue. Uh, and if there's a problem, you can restore it quickly. But also, you've tested that restore function. You know it's going to work. 
absolutely you nailed it scott well done. <laughs> yeah, any final thoughts um look i think that you know we, what we've we've touched on is and, and i've mentioned myself here is, is a natural disaster as fires, as floods the reality is is if you're going to need to use a, a disaster recovery solution in today's world it is most likely going to be there's a bigger probability it's from um it's from a person uh, and a person has done something and and that's either accidentally or what we're, we're seeing and we're seeing it mainstream at the moment i'm hearing it on the radio is, is cybercrime it's ransomware it's 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 criminals that are hacking into your system and 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 putting a um, a, a ransom on your data saying we're not going to give you your data back until you can you can you pay us a fee for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars at a time so th that is that is the the big piece that we're all battling is how do we protect ourselves from um from downtime which can come in today's world again we just need to see what's going on in the world and the talk of cybercrime um as quickly as possible so so don't don't think that if you know you're living in the highlands away from any rivers or trees that you're safe that, that again these these cyber criminals that, that live remotely in in all parts of the world um doesn't matter where you live they can they can attack your your data um and and that would be would be one thing i would think about the other thing is you know don't think like I did when when I came on board. Backup is backup is backup. Is you know there's there's good, better, best um, in terms of spectrum. You you do get a little bit about you know you get what you pay for, um, and, um, and and think about if you do need to to restore, what is that process and and what is it going to cost you to be unoperational um, for for a period of time, and then just finally there's loads of vendors there's loads of backup vendors out there some are good some are some are new some are um some are, are maybe not as good as others understand what their approach and their internal strategy is for cyber resilience so they may be selling a security product but what is their process for protecting the compliance around their own data so this this organization that we've seen it could have been a person that accidentally did something but they should have steps in place that prevent that from even happening in the first place so it very much is the the vendor the company that you're partnering with is is make sure that there's references make sure that um you know that um it's, it's a tried and tested and proven solution and organization and and you're you're going to be in a in a much better spot and just don't cheap out on the things that really matter that's great oh uh, thank you james um nick well, thank, thanks, James. Thanks for coming along and joining Scott and imbibing of the wine. I hope Scott bought the bottle of wine. He did. He did. It's, and, it's, and it's a lovely one as well. It's a excellent. Yes, excellent. Better test it a bit further. Uh, well, well, that was the great backup debate. Scott and James, thank you so much for interjecting. Look, if you do like what you see, please give us a like, please subscribe, and leave us a message if you want us to discuss something. Um, we're on, um, oh, we're everywhere. We're on Amazon, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn. So do tune in, subscribe. I hope you enjoyed it. All that's left to say is Scott and James, thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Nick, and uh, appreciate it, Scott. Look forward to finishing the bottle of wine with you. Great. Thanks, James. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank Bye.